If you know, you know. If you know, you know. What's up guys, Tony Hustle here, podcast number 57. Today's topic, the art of obsessive immersion. And for those on the Hustler Club, I'll also talk about the lattice work of mental models that I obviously and blatantly stole of Charlie Munger, the right-hand man of legendary Warren Buffett, who is one of my favorite idols or um, people I look up to, so to speak. But um, the main topic actually is the art of obsessive immersion. And what I mean by that is, what does it take to truly dedicate yourself to one specific topic with the goal of truly mastering that topic as fast as possible. When I say mastering, I mean getting to a level where you're in the upper maybe decile, so the top 10% or the top 5% or actually the top 1% of people in a very short amount of time. After that, going into the top, you know, one promille or like, you know, the, you know, the top percentile is, is, is more difficult because it gets very nuanced as anything in life, you know. Uh, all things exceptional are, you know, as difficult as they are rare. But getting into the top 1% is, or top 5% is, is not that difficult. It's when you go, you know, when you want to see the difference between Roger Federer and like some other top tennis player, that's when, you know, like really small things make differences. But to understand what it takes to obsessively you know, immerse yourself and to use that obsessive immersion to really master something um, in a very short amount of time. That's exactly what I'm talking about today. And I'm not talking about it from like do A, B and C. I'm talking about it from the point of view, what I truly believe works for me and how I mastered several things and, you know, the process I still apply to this day. And then in the second part, that's for the Hustler Club guys. That get to listen to the full podcast. I'll talk about Charlie Manga's latest work of mental models. That is about, you know, literally a tree of knowledge and how you can assimilate and synthesize and, you know, analyze information and relate it to each other such that everything that you learn has a framework on which it hangs and how, you know, you can use that knowledge to relate it to each other it is basically if you were to come from a you know ai machine learning background it would it would probably be described as transfer learning so how can i transfer learn as quickly as possible and those are the two topics so there's a very sort of long podcast i guess but uh, anyway i thought it's really important i thought it's the time of when there's still a lockdown and there's still a lot of uh, people that are not going out wrongly so but i'm not ignorant i know people are not going out so i thought i'd give you something to chew on and to uh you know digest to improve yourself and immerse yourself so i've made a little beautiful drawing with my shitty handwriting that never improved since first grade um terrible handwriting but it does the fucking job and that's all i care about um there are other things i obviously cared more about the beautiful handwriting. 
Um, okay, so obsessive immersion yeah, has three different kind of bubbles, so to speak, or three different areas that you truly focus on. And it's those three areas that only matter because really obsessive immersion starts from the from the point of view that you really only have 24 hours a day and you want to cut out all of the bullshit. So the biggest area is the area, you know, with those little lines crossing out, basically the, we call it the vacuum, you know. Those are the, there's the ignorance zone. You really don't want to, you know, spend time on anything outside of these three areas and everything starts for me always whether it's investing or it's um you know seduction or it's programming or whatever it is that i'm doing i always start with if i was going to be uh, in in fighting or in any other sports i'd do the same thing i always look at the best ever or the goat greatest of all times and then i try to really listen to that person and try to see what they say and how they think and get their information and try to absorb that information as you know as as good as possible and 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 also i i kind of try to mimic them in the way maybe they talk they walk and all of these kind of things you know because i truly believe that if you you know if you are the best ever in one specific thing, it you ooze it to some degree, and I can't see anything wrong with trying to emulate, you know, for example, the way I don't know Floyd Mayweather behaves in public. If you want to become the best fighter, or the way uh, Michael Jordan behaves in front of the camera outside of the outside of the basketball arena in general you want to really behave like that person if you want to become the best ever okay so i take that that person or if you want to go, get close to that person you're not going to get as good as them at least not quickly but you, you can go closer to them so obviously you know it starts from you know very high standards um but for me it was always obvious that you just look at you know the person that's best and then you try to imitate you try to clone and for me you know that's the best way of doing it because why would i listen to the second best the third best or the fourth best right i'd always obviously listen to the best person and that's my approach in life in general so everything starts with the goat the greatest of all times so you know the goat is is kind of like a process you need to kind of uh, listen to a lot of different people there's different people in different areas and it's probably not the most prominent person it's probably somebody that you hear only about after you know you've spent some time in in that in that kind of circle or in that kind of uh, realm of, 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 of people like fighters, golf players, investors, whatever it may be, engineers, entrepreneurs, whatever it may be, seduction guys. But eventually it kind of crystallizes and I look, you know, I usually just look for um, like clearly obvious, um, you know, factual um, evidence of outstanding performance such as you know Warren Buffett's track record 
whatever 60 50 years of over 20 percent you know return it's it's unheard of or like floyd mayweather 50 or 51 fights unbeaten unheard of ufc right now i would probably you know start looking at khabib who's done 28 fights or something without having beaten and like completely you know molding like superstars and you know they almost look like they're in a completely different universe like levels below him and uh, i would just look for really obvious evidence that that guy is fucking awesome like michael jordan you know it's like so obvious that he was extremely outstanding 50 60 points a game and you know you know, basically winning games by himself. Like even Pippen and all the other guys around him didn't really matter that much. Anyway, over time you'll figure out who the GOAT is and once you've found the GOAT, you try to really go and get all of their material. Whatever it, ha whatever it is, whatever they have, like you try to get as much as you can because it's truly, you know, rare that somebody is exceptional in anything because it's really really difficult to be this exceptional at anything it takes like it takes probably a special person with obsessive behavior and probably they have like you know you know written like groundbreaking books or memos or made crazy videos or had crazy achievements and it's really like you know difficult so when you go and find that person and you know you have to um, spend some money on it whatever it is that I need to do if I think that that is the best person and their knowledge is obtainable and it doesn't like bankrupt me then I'll just go and do it like um, you know when I was deep into investing I just flew to Omaha Nebraska and just watched Warren Buffett live, whatever, shook his hand, talked to him, just to, you know, and, and I and didn't get that much out of it, but I met like-minded people, you know, I, you know, I got a feeling for what it takes. Is this realistic? Is it not realistic? Um, you know, is this really the best guy? So I did whatever I had to do to get it. And then re really there's usually four, four areas, as you see. It's the reading material that you can get, like that's their books, that's their memos, that's their, I don't know, is, is, do they have like, you know, a Twitter account where they say stuff? Do they have maybe chat groups where, where you can get to, like that kind of stuff? I want to get as close as possible to that person. Then, you know, then is there videos these days, you have videos of everybody, it's a huge advantage because this wasn't the case, you know, like 20 years ago before YouTube. So I watch all their videos, I, I get their video products, I watch the free stuff, you know, keeping in mind I've already made up my mind that this is the best guy. I listen to their podcast, I, I listen probably to everything Warren Buffett has ever said, I probably read everything Warren Buffett has ever written or very close to it and he has annual letters from 1954 to 2020 or, or 19 whatever it is and and I try to meet them as I said like I, I fly there like the same with you know like game was different for me because I was kind of but even then like I well the, for me the best guys at that time that I knew that were I was close to were like, you know, Baxter and Tom and Yad. And I mean, Tom, I kind of 
came up with anyway. Um, but, you know, Andy, Osha and all of the guys. And then, you know, after I, you know, after I looked behind the curtains, I found out that they're actually not that amazing. But on videos, they looked amazing. So that was the closest I could get. And, you know, Krauser, whoever, like I tried everything. And later I found that there's actually guys that are a lot better that nobody knows about. And, you know, eventually I probably, you know, became the goat or close to it or pretty good at least so like that's a whole nother story but like i'm just saying like if you want to go you know into something full full on you need to find that person get all their material digest everything and you need to hit every channel you know you, you your brain assimilates like information visually like via audio like tactile or just by osmosis being around these people so getting as close to that person as possible like if i was to become a chef like cooking with somebody like you know gordon ramsay and i'm sure he's not the best there's probably better people but just being around him the way he handles the pan the way he talks the way he like cuts the stuff the way it smells when he does something makes a difference you know you want to like hit all the senses to really suck up that knowledge and like you'd be amazed how much more you learn when you hit all the senses in instead of just one, okay? So then, you know, still, like, I just focus obsessively on that person and I ignore everything else because if you let in other people, then they have conflicting messages and then, you know, whatever, mystery says there's the seven-hour rule and the three-second rule and this guy says, no, you need to escalate fast and this guy says, no, you need to do it slow and that and that. You know, you find the guy that's the goal and just go with that guy because probably has thought about a lot of things very deeply and there's a reason he puts them together in a certain way so when you start meddling with the system you might be fucking up the system and you don't even realize it so don't even you know try to second guess the guy he is where he is for a reason because if you were better than him then he would be buying your product and you'd be listening to him but it's not the case right so if federer tells you you hold the fucking record like this because that's how i hold it then that's how the way you hold the fucking record and you don't say but like you know nadal said hold it like this and then you know then, then go with nadal if nadal is better there's no harm done but you know you need to know what the fuck you want and who you want and who is the closest to you and frankly speaking i don't really care who's the closest to me i just care about who's the best ever i would always go for the best over the second best if the best is so much better so you know anyway that's just my point of view okay then you know then there's an an infield practice slash model bubble and that's kind of like the second that's the second phase yeah after i've kind of immersed myself um, a little bit in the material and that goes very fast like that doesn't take me more than one or two days i take the first few things that i know that this person is saying and i go out in field and i test very quickly and it's all about failing fast okay i want to take what they said and i want to try it out and i want to figure out what of the things that they say work for me and i want to get out there as fast as possible i want to pick up the tennis racket i want to smash some balls and i want to see you know how that works out i want to like pick up that instrument and play it see whether i can get some sounds out of it 
You know, if I was, for example, DJing, I would listen to, you know, hardcore like turntable, let's not listen to DJ Qbert. I try to emulate some of his techniques and see how that works, for example. Like, but the important point is you pick up what they say and you do it as fast as you can. So you don't just sit there for three weeks and read. No, you pick up what they say. And if, you know, for me, for example, that would be, in my case, if I was looking at me, I would say, okay, let me buy their book, but let me get really fast access. Let me buy the Day Game Basics course, because that, you know, I know is, is a very quick way to, you know, get Day Game experience and it's very hands-on and I can just hit a button. I have access to it immediately. I don't need to wait for the, for the book. I listen to the first lessons and, you know, I even know like this program is perfect because it's structured for, you know, from beginner to advanced, but it's the beginning of the seduction process. So there's nothing wrong. I can't do anything wrong by following the beginning. Yeah, If I was to become a master skier, you know, first you need to know how to get down the fucking hill. And that's what day game is about. Before you go down the black slope or, you know, the, you know, cross country, deep snow, you, you want to get down the easy hill. And that's what day game, you know, basics is about, although it goes quite far, but that would be something I would pick up. I'd put down 150, I'd say, fuck it. It's an eight months program, if anything, that gives, and that program gives you a whole fucking lot from open to instant date. And that, that process to master that takes a long time already, right? So I'd download that, I'd go straight into it, I'd get the books. While I wait for the books, I just follow that program. I do that religiously, obsessively, with a lot of time. You know, obviously, I'm not going to talk about the schedule, but I would put in a lot of time. I would probably practice in short intervals, like two, three hours, three, four, five times a day, and just see what happens and just let it go. Okay. And the important bit is, I would still be ignoring everything else. I would just be listening to that person. I wouldn't be talking to anybody. I wouldn't be reading anything. I wouldn't be watching anything else. And I wouldn't be listening to anything else. It would just be me, the material, and the infield experience. And I would just let it sink in. Now, from my infield experiences, yeah. I would then go back to, you know, the best ever in his material and I would start writing and I would start, you know, writing down what I experienced. And this is something I learned much later, only unfortunately the last few years um, of my pickup uh, or seduction uh, life is that writing and listening to your material and recording your stuff and listening back to what I'm doing. Like if I was playing tennis, I'd watch myself on video and skiing the same, you know, pick up a record as I did. And then I would write down like, you know, what the best ever, what the goat is saying. I would compare what I'm doing to what that person is saying. I would compare the videos. I would read the books and I would just like try to figure out where I'm going wrong and what I'm doing right. And, and then I would start writing down, I would write down my own experiences, my own model. And I already have the continuous improvement template um, in, in the masterclass and the day game basics course. So that's already kind of done for you. We just have to fill in, you know, the planks, like, because things will happen. You will see like, ah, oh, like that routine that he gives me there. I don't really like that. I'd like to replace it with the other routine. It just fits better with my style because not everybody wants to use the same routines. But luckily, for example, you have my book, The Bible, which has at least four or five different, you know, 
examples for every single routine. So you can literally just pick. And you know, straight line seduction is so simple, for example, that I could just pick along the whole process from approach to close. I would pick the routines that work the best for me. And hopefully, eventually, I will close and I will see, okay, like I like this kind of objection preven prevention. I like this kind of BBB bullshit baffle brain. I like this kind of you know, frame control. I like this kind of main leader frame. I like this kind of cocky funny. I don't like this opener. I don't like this. I like that. And you like put it together. And over time, that feedback loop, that improvement cycle one, this feedback loop here, yeah, will get you to a solid model. But it takes time. And that's why you need to immerse yourself and you need to fail quickly and you need to see what works for you. And that whole thing, yeah, you just keep iterating and you keep beating on it, but you keep still ignoring everything else and you just listen to what's going on, um, you know, in your head, what's going on in field and what's go what, what, what is the guy, the goat saying and how am I comparing on video, on reading and, and all that kind of, you know, information that he's giving out. And over time, that's why it's the infield practice slash model, you will, you know, in a Ray Dalio fashion, you know, get that machine better and better and better. And you don't need really anybody else, you know, at least not in seduction. Maybe, you know, obviously in team sports like football, it's different, but not in seduction. It's only you you know, the material and the street. And you can do that into infinity. But it's important that you have all parts. You read the material, you practice like hell, and then you debrief and you write down and you analyze. And that, that whole thing is that improvement cycle one is extremely like powerful and you ignore everything else. It's the other really important thing because you need to be still inside and you cannot have conflicting messages from 10 different people, okay? One person, the GOAT, greatest of all times, is your mentor and you lock out everything else because selective ignorance is really bliss in this case. Now, there's, a, there's another level to this and that's, that's where I put mentor, okay? And it's the improvement cycle too that goes from the model to the mentor and back from the mentor to the model. And the mentor obviously is, you know, the goat, yeah? It's the, that guy that you're emulating and learning from. The reason I broke it out is because there's another level that you will see most of the really amazing guys in any field, you know, have really, you know, had a mentor like that should be the best ever if you can like uh, look at Warren Buffett look who, who did he have as a mentor other than his dad he had um, you know but his dad was more from a you know personal level from investment perspective he had Benjamin Graham the father of security analysis you know the guy who wrote the book you know ben Benjamin Graham is is to investing what Tony Hustle is to to game. He wrote the books. It's he 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 wrote everything. All great investors follow Benjamin Graham. Warren Buffett, you know, went to you know again full immersion. He went to Columbia University and those days with a train like shitty, you know, 
and and he met the guy and uh, he thought he was dead and he only realized that the guy wasn't dead much much later and then you know he met the guy in person and he did the MBA with him and he did study under him and he got an A plus in his exam and eventually you know he wanted to to work for for um, Benjamin Graham because obviously he knew like you know if I can be close to that guy who wrote the Bible, who wrote the books, who like invented this shit, yeah, obviously it's of immense value, right? And he actually, a funny story, he went to him and said, look, uh, I, wa I want to work for you and, and, you know, just to show you how much I actually want this job is I'll work for you for free. And uh, Benjamin Graham replied to Warren Buffett, I think I would be overpaying you in this case. So those days were different. Graham, like, was a Jewish guy. A Jewish firm would only employ Jewish people because it was hard for Jewish people to find jobs. But eventually, he took Warren Buffett on, and he worked his ass off, obviously, and learned a shitload. And you know that that formed him as an investor. And I think that's what I mean with the mentor. You know, you you want to get as close to the best ever as possible you know you want to really like really in the best case scenario and that's that arrow down there you want to work for that person and you really want to work for free because if they're that good likelihood is that it's kind of going to be hard to work for them and ask them to pay you because why because they have people queuing and they don't need you because they're already this amazing like you know why would michael jordan pay you to work with him he doesn't need you so why would benjamin graham pay like a 19 year old warren buffett like he doesn't really need him he can get anybody in the world to work for him so you know failing that you know you pay them for advice you whatever you do like you know you go in something like the hustler elite if it's seduction or you you pay a great tennis coach or or like somebody amazing in coding if you want to learn how to code you pay that person and it's always worth it because it's really difficult to get access to the goat right because they have choice and they don't need you like and most likely they won't do this forever because they will move on and do different things or like change their mind like like with the hedge funds the best hedge funds eventually they close because so many people want to give them money and they don't want to take on more money so you know they already have or they give back the money to investors and just manage their own money for example so for example like if i could learn coding from the best guy in whatever it is that i want to learn i mean i would gladly pay that person because usually if they're this amazing like go try to pay um and he's not one of the best, but go try to pay Mark Zuckerberg for uh, teaching you how to code and create a social network. Like, good luck. He doesn't fucking need you. He has 60 billion. Like, anybody who is amazing will not need you for a long time. So uh, when I can find that kind of person, I, I go for it. Um, so, for example, right now in my business that I'm doing, I'm working with a guy who had been in software for 15 years or longer. Yeah, of course I sit down with him and ask him questions all the time. And I teach him AI and he teaches me software. That's kind of an exchange, right? I'm not saying I'm the best in AI. I'm not. And I'm not saying he's the best in software, but he's very fucking good. So me sitting down with him regularly 
I fucking learn shitloads. And he learns shitloads because, you know, I have a PhD finance background. I understand stuff a lot faster. So he's learning from me. But obviously, if I could sit down with, you know, the CTO of Microsoft and have him explain to me how, like, operating systems are engineered, if I was to be you know, an operating system engineer, then that would be a fucking good idea. And even better if it's the best ever, right? If you were to, you know, learn how to fight and you could get Khabib teach you how to fight, that would probably be a good fucking idea, which is probably never going to happen because he doesn't need you. So that's, so that's that. And then other than that, failing that, because very often the people I want to emulate, I fail because I can't get to them because they're like billionaires or whatever they are. It's just not in my reach, you know, still. Like Elon Musk, I can't just pick up the phone and say, let's go and talk. Or I don't care, Jeff Bezos, I don't care. Like, you know, Steve Jobs is dead. I don't care, Warren Buffett. I mean, actually, I have written him emails and he replied, funnily enough. But, you know, you don't get a proper exchange with values exchanged. So for that reason, the last thing that you can do is have imaginary meetings. Like, you know, I imagine, you know, what they would say to me if I had this idea or that idea. Because if you read enough, you can kind of like, almost like an AI thing, like imagine what they would say. And you're probably not that off. And once you like understand like, oh, they would say this and they would probably say this or not definitely you would say this or think that, that, that you know, just ask the question, like, look, uh, what would Tony now say? I had this problem and she didn't, you know, respond in this way or, like, she didn't want to come upstairs or, like, uh, or, or, like, I failed last minute. What would Tony say? If you listen to a lot of my stuff, and that's why this full immersion is so important, if you listen and you know what I'm about and you know my character, you know that I would say, like, okay, fuck her. Like, let's, you know, fuck it. Like, you know... Just pick yourself up, go back out, as I say in STL King, and get the next one, you know? She says, no, I say next, it's fine. Like, you know, like, just move on. And that really helps you to have these kind of, they're like meditative meetings where you imagine you talking to me or whoever it is that you're trying to emulate. Yeah, and that's kind of like that improvement cycle, like, two. That's more of a, how can I say, like a, a mental thing, a mentorship thing. Improvement cycle one is really much more like it's more about technique and the cycle two is more about mindset and, you know, mentorship. I think, you know, that model of obsessive immersion is extremely powerful. Um, the ignorance zone, the stillness by just being you and the goat is extremely powerful. Um, the infield practice with the repetitions and you know, getting to a model that works for you is extremely powerful. And, you know, I, I don't see how you could improve on this very easily. Like, if you really do this, um, you know, it's, it's, it's going to work. <laughs> it's going to work because who else will do it? The important thing is that you don't have too many things in life, but pick one or two things and then work really hard on those. So for me at the moment, that's basically one thing that's business and coding is just what's required and then you know running totally hustle i can do fairly easily because you know that's that's nothing i really have to think about that's kind of like 
I'm the goat. So <laughs> who cares? Like, you know, I don't know whether I'm the goat. I'm just saying, like, it does it's not something that occupies my brain. I kind of know this shit inside out. Um, so yeah, I I hope that's useful. Um, thank you for the guys on YouTube for uh, listening in. Um, now for the second part, I will talk about uh, Charlie Munger's uh, lattice work of mental models. Um, as I said, that's all about um, all about you know how to build basically a tree with branches of knowledge and how to you know take new information on and link it to what you already know. Um, you know, subscribe to the channel and sign up to the Hustler Club to hear the full podcast. Sometimes I put them on slack.com, sometimes I don't. Um, anyway, thanks for listening. Tony Hustle out. Um, so now about the lattice work of mental models. Okay, so the idea is pretty simple. The big idea behind that is basically Pareto efficiency. For those that are in economics, you'll know what I mean. That, you know, 20% of the ideas carry like 80% of the weight, okay? So if you um, basically understand the top three ideas in any discipline, you, um, you kind of understanding most of that discipline and, and you, you can really competently, um, you know, use these ideas, then that's extremely powerful because there's only so many ideas that, you know, each discipline is basically based on. So, like, you know, there's, for example, in psychology, we have all the Cialdini factors and we have uh, the Skinner, you know, operant and classic conditioning and you know there's other things like maybe a bit of Maslow definitely you know and uh, you know there's some behavioral financing you know the prospect theory Kahneman and Tversky and uh, you know there's some game theory but maybe that already you see how that already morphs into like finance economics um, with Nash equilibria and you know you can have like kind of I'm just talking. I didn't write anything down for this. You could have like, you know, lemon problem of Akalov and and um, you know, you you can see how you you can have like inversion in mathematics. Um, you can see, you know, you could you could have catalysts in chemistry. You could have critical mass in physics. You could have like uncertainty principle in physics and, and you need to really understand all of these different ideas, the big ideas and the big disciplines and you need to not only understand them from a theoretical point of view but you need to understand them from a practical point of view. So when you, when you hit a new problem you need to like think it through according to those ideas. So like... Um, you know, a lot of my negotiation on my last uh, project, that ongoing deal that I have, um, which we're you know, supposed to close pretty soon, um, I read a lot on negotiation and, you know, Chris Voss's book was massively helpful because the person I was talking to is very strongly minded and, you know, at the first meeting we were swearing at each other and I had to like change 
tax because otherwise we would have like not made that deal. So I, you know, I empathetic like you know empathize with the person like you know listening to them and you know kind of like not saying no not saying yes and having comebacks to everything they say and lowering the voice and you know asking for their advice and taking more of a passive you know leadership position making them think that they're in charge whilst i'm at the end leading them where i want them to go and you know the deal that we made at the end is is very, you know, advantageous to us. But um, what I'm trying to say is you need to use this knowledge all the time. And for those of you that follow me, you will know I'll use a lot of Cialdini all the time. Um, and I will use a lot of psychology all the time. I'll, I'll, you know, I'll do the pricing in a certain way. I'll have the discount set up in a certain way. And that's just Tony Hustle. That's just a sidekick. You know, for me, it's not really, that's not really the main business. But, but um, what you want to do is when you take on new knowledge, you want to put it in perspective to what you already know. So, so when you like get a day game basics course or when you get a book of mine, you really want to take out a pencil and like, you know, that's why I think it's also great that they're physical and not electronic because it's such an advantage when you have a physical book because you can write in it. And you really want to go into that book and like read it with like, you know, that mindset of, um, you know, what do I already know and what is this book saying that is linking to the knowledge that I already have. So how is Tony Hustle using whatever the, you know, how how is he using, for example, um, persuasion principles from Cialdini? How is he using, like, you know, um, certain probability theory, like, you know, or risk-reward, like asymmetric bets, or, like, you know, um, you know, expected values and, and, you know, all of these kind of disciplines that you can think through. Um, you want to play everything that you, you want to, everything that you consume, you want to, you want to play back against your current knowledge base and make links. Because those links, they, they'll basically create a, a mesh of knowledge based on which you can, you know, assimilate new information and it becomes much 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 easier for you to take on new information because you have so many reference points and links and you know that's how the brain really works when you have links between different theories and they kind of you know are coherent or even not coherent right like for example like for me it wasn't uh, until i read like some manga stuff charlie Munger on like perverse goods like from economics i knew them but there's some goods you know you know that go up in demand once the price goes up okay they're called perverse goods such as ferraris bugattis sometimes price has a signal for quality and because of that people want it more and that goes against standard you know economics where supply and demand you know, you need to basically a clearing condition when that's the price where supply and demand intersect, right? And that's the market clearing condition. But, you know, it doesn't work like that all the time. So you need to understand these different aspects and how they work together. And 
and you know and, and then it makes a lot more sense like thinking in incentives made a massive difference for me to understand why my boss would would like you know when i was working act the way he acted and why i would act the way i act and you know and it just helps you navigate you know the choppy seas so to speak and um i i highly recommend reading up on uh Charlie Munger, Poor Charlie's Almanac. There's another book from Darwin to Charlie Munger. And just Google, you know, Farnham Street is an amazing blog. Google uh, Farnham Street on, on lattice work of mental models. Um, it's truly uh, an amazing concept, especially in the context of obsessive immersion. Because when you really obsessively immerse into something it's so much information that you're taking on that anything that you already have ingrained in your you know in your um, in your muscle memory it really helps you if you can tag new information onto that because it just makes it so much easier like when I started learning you know JavaScript or even Python you know it, it helped me to already know for loops from other programs and you know how to you know map through an array or you know and then you know what is it what is an arrow function and what is state it just helps to understand what these different concepts are and how uh, languages in general work and you know the first programming language is always the hardest because the second one it's just, you know, it's just the same thing because programming, programming languages are just abstractions, right? So once you know one, you basically know them all. They have different syntax on syntactical sugar, but you really know already the basics and you just have to wrap your head around. Like, it's almost like saying once you know, you know, Spanish, you, you also know like a little bit of Italian, a little bit of Portuguese, you know, you just have to, you know. You don't start from zero. So same counts for the lattice work of mental models. When you try a new discipline and you can hang it on what you already know, um, it's a massive, massive advantage. But it's not, it's not school, okay? School is shit because school means go learn this concept, um, push it in your brain, and then you like kind of like, you know, puke it all out in two hours and three three weeks later you don't remember anything. It's the opposite of that. You really want to, like, take one model and then, like, just think about that, like, you know, all the time. Like, okay, how does incentives... Like, incentives is a huge one. Like, if you think about in, in incentives, once you understand... If you understand incentives, then you know you can predict what people are going to do, right? You, t you tell me your incentives, I tell you what you're going to do. Like... That, that that is kind of obvious but people don't think that way all the time because it forces you to change the perspective right once you change the perspective then become everything becomes e easier right so that's just one example you have to think about that or, or like the power of walking away like in negotiation like the power of fake deadlines as chris Voss calls it like i have literally turned shit around like that last deal i almost lost it because they had they didn't call back for like a long time and I just wrote I just wrote it like a little WhatsApp I just so I, I assume it's off the table 
you know, we're going to go and talk to other investors. And like one minute later, the guy was on the phone. No, 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 sorry for not getting back, blah, blah, blah. And I said, look, we're going to have to know in three weeks or, you know, we don't have time to waste. We have other people asking, we have decisions to make. And that's, that's, that's true, like, application of knowledge that I had, uh, you know, that I had acquired over time. And that's true learning. What's not true learning is, like, you know, learning... Uh, dates from history and then spitting out the date when Hitler invaded France and then forgetting it a week later. That's horseshit, okay? Like, that's not learning. Learning is when you can understand concepts and apply them in reality. Because, you know, uh, maybe we finish on this quote, it's not, uh, you know, knowledge that matters, it's the application of knowledge that matters. If you know, you know. Yeah. If you know